Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we are grateful to have you here with us on another episode of the Canoe Creative Spotlight. My name is Chris, your host, the person that's going to bring the amazing creatives from around the world straight to you that you never knew was around you. And today we have an amazing group of individuals. Someone like me is always on the prowl for people that share our vision of connection around the world. And the group that we're speaking to today, Bronx Film 48, is a group that fully understands the possibilities of collaboration. We have Edwin, Greg, Christine, and Iadis, who are here today to talk to you about their premise of what they're trying to accomplish with Bronx Film 48. Thank you guys for talking with us today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yes, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the whole premise of what we try to do here on the Canoe Creative Spotlight is to give you guys the platform that you deserve to talk about yourself and let the people know what you guys do. So Edwin, please tell us how did Bronx Film 48 come to be? Uh, well, it, uh, for, I guess the very beginning origins, uh, it started when uh, me and uh, our other co-founder, Gregory Hernandez, were working on a uh, documentary together. Uh, we were uh, producing this uh, documentary called 1.5 Million, uh, which is, uh, you know, definitely in the works to come out soon. And uh, basically, uh, we were just like kind of, we were researching, we were doing research to find things like, because uh, it's about the uh, highlighting the literacy issues in the Bronx. Um, especially with youth and we were just kind of looking up things that are happening in the Bronx for like uh, like programs or like reading programs and things that people have done to kind of alleviate this issue uh, but during that researching time we were just kind of like like Greg kind of said uh, so yeah we should um you know we should have a 40 we should do a 48-hour film challenge like that's something that that you know this borough doesn't have like this some that it would just be a cool fun thing to do like they, there's already the national one uh, which is pretty much, I guess, inspired the rest of the ones around the country. Uh, so we just wanted to bring that to localize that to our borough, to, to the Bronx, uh, because the Bronx doesn't really have like a lot of platforms to like, as a few things and a few groups like Bronx Filmmakers Collective, shout out to them, Bronx Documentary Center, Ghetto Film School, uh, Cinema School, uh, all those like, it's, it's awesome that all these things are starting to develop and uh, we are just like, basically this is like our idea contribution to celebrating this medium. Um, and we just, uh, so we just started kind of like hashing out ideas of like how, you know, how that would go about. Um, and then it's so, it's funny because Greg met Ayadis and Christine at a networking event. And then that's how we, and then we all ended up uh, having a uh, meeting together in like, I think the Bronx Draft House by Yankee Stadium. Uh, we just had a couple drinks and hung out, got to know each other and just talked about this idea. Uh, but yeah, this can definitely uh, tell you more about uh, that from then on. Uh, but it's crazy that it all came together in like a few months. Uh, it was from like, I think February, we were thinking about it. It was like in concept. And then by like June, we were like making it happen. Fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, in our first episode, you know, shout out to Gio the Rican, you know, another Bronx native, um, you know, check out his video right here. And, uh, you know, one thing that I really love about what you guys are doing is just embracing that idea of, you know, promoting and uplifting Bronx based creatives, you know, and I think that that's really embodies the entire premise of what Canoe is supposed to be. You know, what, Ayatis, can you tell us, like, what exactly is it about the Bronx that makes, you know, that area so special especially for creativity 
I mean, I think there's a lot of, I can't even narrow it down to one reason as to why there's like the Bronx is so special and um, especially because of creators. Um, I think um, the fact that, you know, like there's a lot of like um, negative um, stigma around the Bronx and everything, but there's also a lot of creatives and um, it helps to like combat that stigma because it's, it's it, it tells you like that other narrative, other stories and like that our stories matter too. And um, honestly, like the Bronx has, it. I know it for resiliency, so. Um, a lot of people that I know, especially filmmakers or overall artists, creators, um, they're just very resilient in the Bronx and they're ready to like um, work together and just hustle. Absolutely. That's that New York hustle that, you know, we all have, you know, that that mindset that, you know, you just got to go out there and get it. And, you know, creativity is one of those things that you can't hide you can't be ashamed of it and you have to be really willing to run towards it you know and anybody that's been successful in any venture in any creative field has been a person that took a risk and took a chance on themselves you know and i respect that about your group a lot um edwin i want to ask you specifically you know what are some of the things that you think um are real challenges for creatives you know in the sense of just like not just forming a group but being a person that is coming from an area that you know may have a stigma you know what are some of the obstacles that you have to overcome as a creative specifically in film you know that's one area that there's a lot of like misunderstandings about of how to get started like what are some of the common challenges that we face oh yeah uh, i think there's a lot of challenges i think uh especially for in communities of color communities like uh, basically in, in neighborhoods that don't have as much wealth as a bunch of other neighborhoods. Um, I think really the issues are like the access to resources and the access to uh, people and also just a community of people that are willing and have the skills to actually help you out in executing an idea that you have. Um, and I think that's why we, uh, while we were developing um, the uh, Bronx 40 Hour Film Challenge, we also were developing networking events uh, before that so that we can get some people together. And the aim for that was to uh, basically already have people, filmmakers in the Bronx together in the same space, networking with each other so that maybe they could like form teams with each other and join forces for the Bronx 48 Hour Film Challenge. Um, so we wanted to, so we set up these networking events to make that easier for people because they're really, I mean, you know, there's Facebook groups and there's all these things that um, that are uniting people online, but there wasn't a lot of like physical, like other than like the Bronx Documentary Center and maybe sometimes Bronx Council of the Arts, uh, there hasn't been a lot of places that really celebrate this uh, medium to the public, to everyone. Um, so we just wanted to, uh, for, for myself, like I've always been looking for a sense of community within my borough. A lot of the gigs and a lot of the jobs too, uh, the opportunities that were always came to me were always from like either Brooklyn or Queens or Manhattan. Like usually the Bronx is almost very devoid of like film production. I guess in terms of like union film production and a lot of like different modes of like work. But I think that the, uh, you know, we just like the biggest challenge is like, we need unity, like more people connected uptown so that we can celebrate uptown as well. And I think like, cause there's like the Harlem Film Festival, there's like the um, hip hop film, festival, like there's so many different film festivals of things being celebrated, but uh, the Bronx itself, like uh, we, it's like, um, I, I guess I don't want to say a desert, but it's definitely like devoid of a lot of the things that you see in other boroughs. 
Right. So I think, uh, you know, especially for a commuter, especially if you don't have a car, like it's definitely harder to like travel in different points of the city just for a simple like gig of like camera or editing or something. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I met you specifically, um, you know, that was my introduction into your brand of Bronx from 48, you know, and we interacted through Instagram. I think you might saw one of my posts or some of that or something like that. Um, and I was really interested because one of the things that I've I agree completely about is just that creatives in a whole, you know, we all kind of need each other. You know, and a lot of times if you're a filmmaker, you have a network established of filmmakers and people within that field, but you may not have people within other creative demographics. You know, you may not know as many musicians or you may not know as many graphic designers. And realistically, we all need to pass those creative checkpoints to a project. You know what I mean? And and that was really where Canoe's you know, foundation was built upon. Um, and I, I participated personally in one of your networking events and, you know, thank you guys again for that opportunity to speak to your crowd and your audience, um, just about what I'm trying to accomplish. And it was really refreshing to see the kind of things that, you know, people were doing in the area, you know, the, the, everybody's film looks, you know, top notch, everybody's so ambitious and hungry to get out there. You had an amazing panel of, of actors and directors and, you know, cinematographers and it was really cool to see that type of engagement you know and that type of interest um it was actually funny enough the first networking event i actually went to uh for creatives specifically so i you know shout out to you guys for that it was really dope um you know Ayatis, uh, i want to ask you specifically as well what are some of the things that you know is a common misconception or a, a mistake some things that maybe uh, up and coming filmmaker may miss along the way you know one of the things i liked about your website is that you guys offer like you know uh seminars you know for people kind of up and coming and i think that's really important to not just create but also educate so what are some of the things that you guys think every up-and-coming filmmaker um should try to accomplish before they get started yes that's a great question um, I think um, there's a lot of things and, you know, like, um, I think the reason that we don't only want to do like and focus on a 48 hour film challenge is because there is a lot of things that um, that can be like um, steps that you take to becoming like more of a professional filmmaker. Right. And we understand that everybody that participates in our challenge, it's um, you could either be a new filmmaker. We had people that had never made a film before. So um, we wanted to make it accessible in that way that it was like, okay, like this is for all ages. You could be like a pro at it or you could just be a beginner, right? So um, more than anything is like networking, like for you to like really um, being able to like make a film, like filmmaking is a collaborative process overall. Like it doesn't happen on its own and it's a very in interdependent process, right? So you gotta be, be able to not only know like someone that's good with the camera, but you're gonna need actors, you're gonna need, um, sound operators you're gonna need um maybe two dps or um you know um overall like it, it's a collaborative process so the reason why we wanted to do workshops as well is like networking we just had our resume workshop which is also like a way for us to get in you know understand how hr looks at our resumes and a way for to get bronx and underrepresented youth in the media industry too um and i think um that would be like you know really understanding little steps right okay networking meeting creatives and working together and also learning from them right because you know i think um overall like you always need to learn from everybody else and it's always 
um, good to be able to come together and just create magic overall. Um, I think other things to consider at the beginning, uh, really just not being afraid to just start. Um, I think like um, we had we have said this time and time again as the team, like we are the ones that we've been waiting for, right? So being able to just like start, um, we had someone that was like trying um, last year that this was their first film ever and they did it with their phone. Uh, another team that was like, okay, I'm gonna try it. I'm a team of one and they did it. You know, this that was just their start. And then ever since they just been making films. So really just to start. Well said, honestly, well said. You know, um, I think you said it in, if I can really encompass all of it and it's networking. You know, networking is really the key. And I think coming from a musician standpoint, you know, I think that that's one very common thing, one common thread that we share uh, from you guys being filmmakers uh, and me as a musician is that those are two creative fields specifically are ones that rely on other type of creatives, as I said before. You know, and I think that developing teams, you know, establishing really good connections, finding people who are just as hungry as you is a really important process and uh, something that we all need to really go, you know, to really work on and make sure that it is something that we always have accessibility to. You know, I, I don't think that anybody that created any great film just operated every single position on that project i think it's kind of unrealistic to that assume. you could definitely wear all hats but yeah I, and i know plenty of people mm -hmm. that do it you know absolutely you know and, and and cheers to those people that you know do everything that go from writing to directing to starring you know those type of things right there i was watching um you know i'm a huge office fan and i, I was watching uh john krasinski recently he was doing an interview and i just i didn't know until recently that he directed and film, uh, starred in that movie he did, A Quiet Place. And I love that film because it was so it was so unique. You know, it was just, it was weird to see a silent film. You know what I mean? Like that's based upon this idea of just silence. And it was horrifying, <laughs> it was a terrifying movie. Um, but I just had such a deeper respect for him because I only know him as Jim Halpert on, you know, The Office, you know? And it's just, <laughs> it was so interesting to see someone on that level you know, operate with such precision on both both crafts, you know, as an actor, as a director, you know, as a writer, because he wrote it as well, you know, uh, or co-wrote it. Um, yeah, so I think that everything you said is, is dead on, you know, and I think networking is just the common first priority that any creative should really try to accomplish, you know. Um, yeah. you we know, are like our biggest resources, each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we are, we're all over the place and that's really what Canoe is about. That's really what, what you guys are trying to do is about. It's a really about the idea of helping others identify what kind of possibilities are out there, you know, and you guys are more regional in the sense of you trying to uplift your region of the Bronx and really shine a light on them, you know, and that's really what we all kind of share of that idea, you know? Um, you know, and you know, the one thing I really want to ask, this really goes to both of you and I'll give Edwin the first chance at it is, um, what are some of the real goals that you guys want to accomplish with Bronxville for you? Like if you guys could look, you know, five years, 10 years down the line, what are some of the things that you hope to gain from it? And what are some of your long-term goals? So yeah, we, we definitely, in our meetings, we definitely try to think of like, especially when we just finished the event, we definitely try to think of like what the next year would look like and what, how we would like pretty much go about 
uh, figuring out like, okay, what are the steps? What are the, the kinds of events we want to have? And what are the, um, and what are we going to do for the 48 challenge? Uh, and I think that in the future, we definitely want to grow and expand, not just in terms of like how many people participate in our events, but also just like the resource, increasing the resources and the amount of, and therefore like by increasing the resources that we could bring to, to people that want to be creative here and filmmakers and just content creators in general here, we could also create just more film production and filmmakers that are working and operating in the Bronx. So that's one of our biggest goals. And I think with each event, with each uh, 48 hour challenge, we definitely are trying to increase that number just to really see how far, like um, try to bring more people together, like have like bigger teams um, and eventually and have like more platforms and events to really celebrate the work that we make, the work that is made here. So I think that uh, we definitely uh, have had a have a few ideas. Uh, one of the one of the ideas uh, we're definitely trying to like have like a public uh, outdoor screening somewhere, possibly either on a rooftop or like in a park. Uh, we're definitely trying to think about how that could be done safely um, during this time or even uh, after uh, after pandemic is over. Um, but um, definitely just like but uh, basically like outside of like all the events we've been doing now, we really just want to see our, the medium being more celebrated here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, same question, what do, you, what do you feel? Yeah, and just to add to what Edwin said, like really just to increase the amount of films that are made in the Bronx overall. And uh, and and I agree completely with everything that um, Edwin said, you know, we really want to see these films, not just like done for, like increased and done for our challenge, but also we want to see them submitted to other film festivals and, um, hopefully like other international film festivals as well okay, we've been going to a lot of um drive-in theaters too so we've been like you know taking notes and see hopefully how we can make this happen for next year absolutely yeah it would be awesome if like one of the films uh was featured in like cans or something or mm -hmm. like <laughs> something like that that's definitely yeah. like uh you know, just like a, ha a delightful goal, even if that never happens, like we still, it doesn't even matter what happens to the films after, I guess what matters is like, just giving the, the filmmakers a chance to actually make the film in this crazy short amount of time. Right. So like, you know, for, they can, I guess, like creativity is kind of, I guess like a muscle and, you know, mm -hmm. they like just exercise this muscle and just say like, you know, especially if we've been cooped up this whole time, just to have like a moment where like, okay, I'm gonna, Create, get some people together for this weekend and just create something at this moment. If we can bring that on like a scale that's like even to like the hundreds of people, that would be amazing. Um, so we just want well, to- That would be great. Okay. hundred films to show at a film festival? That would be like a three-day film festival. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah be awesome. have like maybe a physical space to like really uh, celebrate that. That would be great too. Absolutely. You and know, I, having I, the people connect honestly more than anything and continue to make films even outside of the challenge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe eventually uh, one of these filmmakers like makes something either here or resource from that we provide that gets them to that level. And if we can help push people to that level, then that's just more than we could hope for. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, guys, I, I, I respect so much about what you guys are doing, honestly, you know, and that comes from just a person who is a creative and who understands just the necessity of people like you who are really trying to uplift the community, you know, 
uh, canoe is really about that. You know, there's a lot of things out there that is just the idea of connecting creatives, but we really are trying to focus on community creative connections. You know what I mean? Because that's really what is special. And that's what really like every community has its own flavor, its own style, its own vibe, you know? And I think that the Bronx is no exception, you know, to that, to that rule. Um, we're always going to be here to support you guys and anytime that i feel there's a way that i could help uplift your guys brand and what you guys are trying to do we're always going to try to do that for you guys so um you know i really appreciate you guys time today taking time and sharing your knowledge and your time um so thank you so much for, for everything thank you thank you oh one more thing uh show off uh let me just find it real quick so in case like people think like oh i don't have the resources to start you can film on your phone but just, I guess, for nostalgia's sake, this is, like, the first camera, like, I ever got. <laughs> nice. Like, a waterproof camera. It's a little busted up because I, like, it is. flung out of my wrist. But it's got, like, these bubbly uh, these bubbly things to keep uh -huh. it from, like, getting water, watered in. All right. And yeah, this was this was the answer to, like, my parents, like, hey, I wanted to get a camera and make some uh, movies. And this is when I was, like, I guess, like, maybe... Um, 14 13 or 14 years old and this is what i got so i had to like try to make little things off of this definitely not the best not the most cinematic looking camera but <laughs> whatever people can you know have to use whatever programs whatever are, it is that you have just you start can, you can that get is, so many ways to get started that is so poetic that is so poetic to to end on that note guys thank you so much so much so much for your time and for your experience and for your time it's just it's so refreshing always to talk to people like you so thank you again thank you chris for providing us with this platform as well i'm excited to see how cnu cnu is going to connect us with more creators absolutely we're on this journey together so thank you guys appreciate you that's going to be it for this episode of the Canoe Creative Spotlight. As always, make sure you like, subscribe, and comment down below. Make sure you find us on www.creativesnearyou.com and make sure you follow Bronx Film 48 in the links we provided below. As always, I'm your host, Chris, and make sure you always connect, collab, create.